0: we have time for our announcements praises and prayer requests Um, tomorrow is January the 2nd 6.30 men's meeting Uh, January 3rd at 7pm ladies circle meeting January the 8th morning service Keith Doster uh, from the great death missions uh, will be making a presentation next Sunday please come Please listen and, and uh, open up your hearts to this. It's a great mission. Uh, and when you hear what they've done and how they started and where they're going, it's, it's, you can see God's hands on it. Uh, updates on prayers Kim is still in the hospital. She is probably going to stay in Chapel Hill for a while. The last we got, uh, it'll be a little a while before she comes back to Pinehurst. Um, also, um, and then in the announcements uh immediately following the worship service, those of you who are on the safety committee uh if you will meet in the fellowship hall for about three minutes, uh there's a presentation about a piece of equipment that we have uh that will be here in the church it's a if someone's choking, it's an aid to, to prevent, or not to prevent, but to hopefully stop it. And so, uh, anyway, clear the airway. And so there'll be a short little thing in there, and then where it'll be. And so, uh, there's that. Uh, pray for our country. Uh, pray for uh, those that are serving today around the world for us. Uh, are there any other additions to the prayer list? Robin? Kathleen is at home with a cold and she wishes everyone Him. Yes. Kathleen, she has a old fashioned cold. That's something you don't hear much of today. John? This is good, uh, Penny
1: Lucas, um,
0: this You're doing well. Okay, good. I knew Penny was having some tests running, so anyway, I'm glad of that. Um uh Keep James in your prayers. Uh, Keep Harold in in your prayers. Um, My friend Harold Hudgen. uh, He's facing some surgery. Just don't know exactly when. Tuesday. Yeah, this coming Tuesday Harold will have his uh, bypass open heart surgery. So um, any other additions to the prayer list? Thank you for the okay. to pray. All right. Um any other praises, prayer requests? Yes. These performers
1: are doing music this morning. Yeah. They're hired <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they
0: came from, but they need to come back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it's uh, it, 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 it's like angels music playing up here. Um any other praises? It's the new year and you guys ain't got no praises? Hey. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I wasn't going to say it because, you know, it's not right for the pastor to call it out. But yes, yeah, uh, I'm glad to see him here. Um, the good people. Okay. Hi. I have a
1: 2021,
0: I started out with COVID. At the end of 2021, I ended up in the hospital with flu and pneumonia. And I thank God for where I am today. Amen. Amen. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Last year, this day, I was, I was in the. In the well, I was in intensive care with her, and uh, I run downstairs and I got the collards and the peas and the pork chops and, the, and I brought it back up. She eats some, but I eat most of it. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I'm going to remember them today. <laughs> so yeah, so yes, Courtney.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, my friends remember
0: they didn't make it to see today. Amen. So I'm grateful for that. Amen. And just pray for me, I go and find out what I'm having Tuesday and just around yeah. me with that. So for those of you that don't know, I'm gonna be a grandpa again. Oh. <laughs> uh, and Tuesday we're gonna find out where I'm gonna have another grandson or a granddaughter. Uh, well I thought you were gonna have a baby, so <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, any other praises? Go ahead, Jason. Okay. Amen.
1: John? yeah praise
0: goodies. Yeah. 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 Yep, they're good. Um anyway, uh, any other praises, prayer requests? Rob I mean Roger. Amen. Any other? Happened on that same night that Rod just did. Just
1: praise God for what He's done for our church over this past year. How He's helped us stand up, step up for Him. In a prayer of thanksgiving,
0: and just pray that God will help us all do that much more this year. Amen. Amen. Any other? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you and we thank you for this day. And Lord, we lift up those who uh, are facing procedures. Tuesday seems to be a busy day, Lord, coming up. Uh, we're going to find out a gender reveal. We're going to find out uh, how my brother is going to do with his open heart surgery. A uh, tests are being run. Lord, we just lift them all up to you. And we know that the day that we see you, the day that you come take us home, no more hospitals, no more handicap spaces, no more medicine, no more checkups. We'll all be happy and perfect in you. In you, Lord. We long for that day. Well, we ask you to bless this time we have together. Pull us together. Thank you for the praises. Uh, Lord, may 2023 be a year where we have more praises. Then we have additions to the prayer list. Lord, we love you. We're excited to be here to worship you today. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our next hymn is our offertory hymn of 172. 172. Once again, good morning. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter seven. I've uh, tried to figure out a, and prayed and a New Year's sermon that would be uplifting, and and I kept coming back to this. And I I don't know that it's a New Year's service, but I do know that it's uplifting and. Uh, and so evidently this is, uh, this is where the Lord kind of wants me to go today. And uh, I think it's fitting for the first of the year that we do something similar to this. Uh, kind of set the stage. In uh, Matthew 7, you know, Jesus is talking. And he's talking to people about different things, you know. And uh, he's telling them, you know, you can ask, do not judge, let you be judged and ask. And search and knock. Uh, and then he says, entering the kingdom. And we get down to verse 21. And it, it's talk, it goes to talking about builders. A- and having built houses for 20 some years, I, 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 that relates, I can relate. So uh, we're going to start in verse 21 and we'll probably go to verse 29. Uh, and so, uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Drive out demons in your name and do many miracles in your name. Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. The two foundations. There's two foundations and he's going to it here in in verse 24. Therefore everyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the rivers rose and the wind blew and pounded that house. Yet it didn't. Collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded on the house and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished by, at his teaching because he was teaching them like one who had authority and not like the other scribes. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. We're here today because your word has authority. We're here today to worship the author of this word. We're here to all worship you, Lord. Today, going forward into this new year, may we be like the wise builders, Lord. May we be like those who build on the rock so that when the storms come and they will come, our house will not collapse with a mighty crash. That we'll be able to go forward and withstand the storm and bring glory to you in your kingdom for your glory. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus describes the wise builder in verse 24. He describes the builder who has taken the time to calculate and plan and follow the directions. See, here's the thing. me and a couple of my good friends here, we built a deck on the back of my house over the last couple of weeks. And before we ever built it, I had in my mind, I had the plan. I knew what it wanted to look like. I knew how I wanted to execute it. I knew what size lumber I was going to use. And so everything went fantastic until we started putting the deck boards on. <laughs> and the reason being is because If we're going to be obedient and we're going to do what Jesus tells us, we need to conform ourselves to his word. Well, we started putting the deck boards down and they were fitting pretty good, but you have some that were wet and they were twisted and they were bowed. And so what we would do is we would anchor them on one side. And then we would go to the other end and pull, and because the board had been in that pile, and when we released the spring, the bands on it, it twisted to the direction that it naturally wanted to be in. But like I said, the lumber was wet. And we were able to move it and conform it and screw it. And and once we got it screwed down and held in place, it naturally conformed back to the position in which it was intended to be. See, that's what Jesus is telling us here. We can build our house any way we want to. We can build it on sand. We can build it any way we want to. But if we don't build it to specifications, it's going to go back to the way it conformed naturally rather than the way that God's Word wants to conform us to. See, God is calling us to be holy as He's holy. He's calling us to be His representative here being conformed to this world he tells, us, he tells us in Romans not to be conformed to this world we're to be for lack of a better term we're to be anti-conformant to what's going on around us radical radical see the love of God is radical the precepts that we preach is radical and it's very radical to those who will tell you that there is no absolute truth See, we Christians, we see the world through a Christian biblical world view. Everything that we do and everything that we guide, we see through the lens of God's word. Oh, well, these are going to happen. This is going to happen. That's why most Christians aren't shocked when catastrophe falls, when struggles come. Because he tells us, he tells us that we're going to face it. They're going to hate you because they hated me. And then today, we live in a world where it's messed up. I mean, that's the only way to put it. This world is messed up. You know, I used to hear my old folks, my grandma, and them talk about hell, going to hell in a handbasket. I think now we're going to hell in a bobsled. We're getting there. <laughs> I mean, it's smoking. And uh, But that's those around us. That's those around us. Think about the crazy thing that's going on. They will tell you there is no truth because they can't withstand the truth of God. They think morality is objective. They think that the laws are objective to meet every different worldview in the world. They don't understand that morality and worldview and morals has to come outside of this Because if it doesn't come outside of this, it's man's idea. And we serve a God who is outside of all. He created all this. And he left us to our devices. That's why the world's messed up. It's messed up because we inherited the gene from Adam and Eve of disobedience. We got this thing called, called self that we like to worship. We got this thing that we can do what we want to do when we want to. You know, there was a saying back in the 70s, if it feels good, do it. And then it went from there to look out for numero uno. Yeah. I'm the only one that matters. And what might be truth to you is not truth to me. That's the way they want to believe. They have to remove God from this country. This, Contrary to popular belief, America is a, was founded as a Christian nation. Period. And they can do away with all these things they want to. We had the most perfect experiment going on. Was it perfect? No, but it was the best that this world had ever seen. Because it was guided by the word of God. It was guided by the fact that there was a, a creator who created all this. And today you'll get arguments about all kind of different things. And, and I'm going to put some things to rest today. I'm, I'm kind of on my year-end rant and beginning for the new year. I'm going to make some promises. If you want to build your house, you've got to be one who follows instructions. What do we teach our children? I had my, my nine-year-old grandson helping me pour concrete. And I was having to remind myself he doesn't know how to do this. So I was giving him instruction. And I was telling him, I said, if you follow these instructions correctly, this is going to turn out wonderful. And so I had to keep reminding myself because I expected him to know how to do that. See, that's kind of like God. We've been at it for so long. We've been there with him so long we're supposed to have studied his word. We're supposed to have been able to understand where we're at, be eating meat instead of, instead of still on milk. We have to follow the instructions. And so I'm sure God gets fed up with me. Why do I have to keep telling you to follow the instructions? You know this. You've been at this long enough. When are you going to realize you can do nothing without me? See, my grandson couldn't do that concrete without me. I had to be there. I had to be there so that he could see how to do this. Now he knows, he knows how to mix concrete. He knows how to pour it. He knows how to hurt his shoulders. He woke up the next day and said, Papa, my shoulder's hurt. I said, guess what? Mine does too. <laughs> uh, but we need to be one that can choose a proper foundation. And our foundation that we choose is in Christ. That is the only foundation that will withstand what's going on and what's to come. As tough as it's been and as bad as it's been so far, is nothing compared to what's coming. Nothing. The only reason there's any good in this world today is because Christ has taken his church out. That's the only reason. Because he tells us in Revelation, he says, it's going to be hell on earth like never was. The good old days are going to seem like good old days for real when this happens. The great thing about it is, is we're the church. We won't be here. Amen. Amen. Exactly right. Amen. And so, one who is not foolish enough to ignore the importance of Of following directions and choosing a proper foundation. Our world we live in today, especially in our country, they've removed God from everything. I remember I went to school one day and the routine was we'd get to school and make the announcements. And once the announcements were made over the intercom, the principal would lead us in prayer. And then we would say the Pledge of Allegiance to the United States. And then our day would start. Went to school one day, that's what we did. Next day, from then on, not a day of prayer. They had removed it from the school. And I can tell you something. Things in school started to go downhill from that point on. Yeah, we had little skirmishes, and yes, we had little fights, and we had little things, but not like there are today. We never had anybody kill anybody in school. Never. Didn't happen. My senior year in high school, not only my senior year, from the time I got my driver's license until I graduated high school, I had a shotgun in my truck and a 22 rifle, a fishing pole, a knife, and a machete. Because once I got out of school and got out of work, I was going hunting or fishing. And to get there, I needed to chop some wood to get there. Today, if you drive up on a school campus and you've got a gun hanging in a gun rack, they're going to expel you after they call the SWAT team to come take you down. And then not only are they going to charge you, they're going to charge your mom and dad. The times have changed. Don't build your houses on sand. We need to be conformed to the word of God. Have you sat down this year so far and calculated what the cost of following Jesus is going to be for you this year? Think about the things that you're going to do this year. It's a time, it's a time of resolutions. You know, everybody makes New Year's resolutions starting today. and I'm going to do this and then by, at the latest, the middle of March, they're done. Sometimes they don't even make it to the end of February, January. What is your resolution going to be? Are you going to calculate the cost? What are you willing to pay to advance the kingdom of Jesus? What are you willing to pay? Are you willing to give up some friends that are holding you back? Are you willing to change your lifestyle? Those folks who keep pulling you down. Are you willing to submit yourself to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? There's no time like now. There's no time like now. You know, we read in the Word about Noah. Now Noah preached the gospel for 120 years. And only eight people responded. The rest laughed at him. Can you imagine being in the middle of the desert and it's never rained and you're building an ark the size of an oil tanker? And he's telling you, repent. Repent. God had passed judgment on the earth 120 some years. And if you were even inkling to thinking about it, when the animals started showing up, the little baby animals started showing up in pairs and sevens and just walking up in there, that should have been a clue. But I'm saying this to tell you, That once all the animals were in and all the provisions were in God closed the door of the ark. Today that door to the ark is wide open. The ark is Jesus Christ. That door. The the kingdom of heaven is near. And one day sooner than later God's going to close that door to that ark also. And you're going to be left with your own devices. Can you imagine being in the ark? And the door closes and the rains come. They've never seen rain. And they come and they come and the water is bubbling up out of the ground and it's rising. Think about the people that's banging on the side of that boat trying to get in. I bet when it landed and after all that time there were scratch marks on the outside of it. People trying to scratch it their way in. Think about those who kept going to high ground. and they get there only to find out that the predators are there too. I mean can you imagine you and your family running up a hill. Getting to the top of a mountain and you get up there and you got to share it with lions, tigers and bears. And they're hungry. See, we never think about the consequences of these actions. We see the, we see and read the good stuff. We see and read what God wants us to know, but all those other people that didn't get on the ark, they suffered and died because they refused to bend their knee to God. It's coming. It's coming. Nations probably, nations and nations are going to collapse. They're trying to push a new world order on us. They're trying to mandate what we can and can't do. Trying to disarm us. All for the purpose. So the devil can have his last glory. And God can win the ultimate battle. So that we, as believers, can spend eternity with him. in new Jerusalem, the new earth, the new heaven. Because the old one's passed away. Think about that. Think about that. Who do you want to be there with you? This is, this is the charge. Who do you want to be there with you? Is there anyone in your life or your surroundings that you would not share the gospel with? Because if there is, that's the first person you need to talk to. We don't get to pick and choose who goes to heaven. That's God's job. Our job is to be the messenger. And it's very simple. All you got to do is say what Jesus said. Jesus said, come unto me. He didn't spend four years telling you that you need to go to seminary to get a doctorate degree to be able to say, come to me. You go there so that you can understand how and how all this ties together so that you can be a great orator and understand the dealings and the, uh, of the time and how it was stated in the presence of those people at that time, at that moment. People are the same today as they were then. The sins are the same. They just called them by different names or dressed them up differently. Sodomy is sodomy. Adultery is adultery. Homosexuality is homosexuality. Being proud. Arrogant. All those were present then. King Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. The wisest man that ever walked the face of the earth said there's nothing new under the sun. And your pursuits outside of God are vain vanity. We need to be focused on Him this year. We need to be focused on who needs to hear the gospel. We need to share it. You need to tell your story. Every one of us has a story. Yours might be exactly like mine, but there's some nuances in there that aren't. Yours might be totally different. God may have brought you through some terrible things to get you to come to him. And then again, you may be one of those people who was born loving Jesus, always knew him, and then had to make that public profession of faith. And then you may be the one that accepted Him and still struggle with whether or not you're saved. He's forgave you, but you haven't forgiven you. Well, I've done so much. I've been so far. God can't possibly forgive me the things I've said and done. He died on that cross, so they're already forgiven once you accept it. Not only for what you've done, but for what you're going to do. God loves you. God died for you, and He died for me. In 2023, our mission should be praying for the lost. Period. Yes, we can pray for those who are sick. We can do that. But our focus—if we would pray for the lost, like this church prays for the sick. This county would change within a year. I'm telling you. Every one of us knows somebody who needs to be prayed for for their salvation. Pray for them every day. Until they accept Christ. And if they do, check them off and get a new one. Pray for them that they continue to grow. That they'll find a mentor. That somebody will come alongside of them and help them get to maturity. Put them in a Bible-believing church where they can follow what the pastor says from the Word of God. Don't be a foolish builder this year. Don't be one who ignores the instructions. And there's a lot of instructions. And there's some of them that are easy to follow. There's some of them that's kind of difficult. And then there's some of them that we just refuse to deal with. Have you ever noticed when you're doing your devotions or you're trying to figure out a place to start, today I want to just read something random. And you open it up and bang, what do you read? That one thing that you refuse to deal with. See, God hadn't forgot. He hadn't forgot. And it's going to keep coming back until you deal with it. And all you have to do is admit to him what he already knows put some atmosphere to your voice and you'd be surprised how the chains will drop the anchors will quit dragging the suitcases will fall away the backpacks won't seem so heavy when you drop those burdens he tells us come to me all of you who are labor and weary see that's the gospel come to me all Who are labor and weary. We all have troubles. We all labor hard. And we're weary. He says take on my yoke. It's light. I will give you rest. Do you know what it's like to be able to go to bed at night? Ask God to forgive you for your mistakes during the day. Tell him that you love him and that you're sorry. Lay down, close your eyes, and sleep and wake up the next morning, not tired, and ask God to bless your day and to give you, thank him for giving you another opportunity to go out and try not to drag his name through the mud. Isn't that Isn't that comforting? Isn't that light? Isn't that light? Satan doesn't like it. That one bit. I told y'all the other day, Satan doesn't like it at all. He got kicked out of heaven. Fell like lightning. Because he messed up. One time. Rather than giving worship, he wanted to receive it. And he rebelled. The prettiest thing that God had made up there. There was an instrument that didn't sound any better than him. There wasn't a light that was any prettier than his. The gemstones. He glistened. He was beautiful. But he wanted to be God. And he fell. And he's been down here ever since. And he can't stand us. Because God loves us. We sinned. God sent His Son to save us. And we continue to sin. And He still cares and loves for us. And forgives us. Not Satan. That's why He hates us. That's why He hates us. He sent His Son to put on flesh. To know us, all of our inner workings, all those deep, dark secrets that we have floating around, all the thoughts that go through our head, all the depravity that we see and that we can make, all the evil that we can do and the meanness that we possess. He felt all of that. He lived it and yet was perfect. And today we worship him. This whole year we're going to worship him. We're going to worship him until he returns. That's the purpose of Deep Creek Baptist Church. To worship God. To call the lost home. And to rejoice in giving him praise and bearing each other's burdens. We're called to love our neighbors as ourselves. That's what we're going to do this year. We're going to love our neighbors as ourselves. How much do you love you? Will you mash your own finger with a hammer on purpose? No. Will you avoid getting hurt? Yes. Do the same for your neighbor. Avoid hurting them. Love them. As yourself. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Forgive them. Because the Bible says that if you don't forgive them, you won't be forgiven. Now we are forgiven and we ask for forgiveness to maintain the relationship. There's some that need to make that commitment. They need to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Like I said, that door is going to close soon. But I don't know when. God does. I know that from the readings and the understanding that I have, we don't have as long to go as we've had. Do you get up in the morning and look to the east? I do. It says he's coming like a thief in the night. Well, I want to be there when the thief comes. So if you're here today, you need to unburden yourself. Today's the day. The kingdom of heaven is near. It's 2023. Let it go. The movie Frozen. Let it go. Give it to God. Let Him handle it. Let Him guide you. Let Him save you and caress you and hold you and love you. No matter what you've done, He Can forgive it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God I love you. I thank you for this day. Lord I ask you to bless our time together. Lord I ask you that not one soul leave here today. Without having heard your gospel. I pray that if there's one that's sitting here today. That's nervous. That they would get through that nervousness. And and just accept Jesus for who he is. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Savior. The Savior. The Messiah, the forgiver of sins. Lord, I love you. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. The offertory or the, the closing hymn is five oh two.